Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday! This is a double feature uh, coming out stories for Pride Month, so Zach's episode is already out, but we're focused on my girl, Adriana. Well, thank you so much for joining me for the Sunshine Steven podcast. I'm so excited um, for this whole Pride thing that I'm putting together, interviewing different people on their coming out stories. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'll just let you take it away and kind of introduce yourself, who you are and what you're about, and then we'll go from there. Well, thank you for having me. I am so honored that you are choosing to interview me in this. So my name is Adriana Butler, Um, as people in the community would probably know me as Adriana Manchez. Um, With that, uh, I came out around the age of 17. Um, It was a process. Um, I first actually, it was really funny because how I came to the realization of, you know, the first step of realizing who I am and what my identity is today. was I was talking to just one of my girlfriends in school and we were talking, just got into the conversation of what we're attracted to, who we're attracted to. Mm. And it was like one of those like conversations between me and her that I felt safe. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk about it. And right. so like, I told her like about my attraction to men and, and everything. And like, I kept on playing it off. Like I was by, and she <laughs> I feel like we all do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's like I think that's a common thing. Yeah, but like I kept on trying to play it off as I was by it. I think, and she was the one that just looked at me and she was like, "Sweetie, darling, <laughs> sweetie." She was like, "You're gay." Yeah, she's like, "You like the boys a little bit more than you like the girls." I'm like, "A lot more," and she's like, "Exactly." <laughs> so, and she was one that really helped me come to who I am today, and like, um. I have to give her like major credit. I, I still keep in contact with her, not as okay. much as I'd like, but I do still keep in contact with her to this day. And um, and she, you know, she was my strength and my rock at the time um, because um, a little background story behind that is um, I'm a military brat. And at the time that I was like 16, 17 years old, my parents were stationed in Rota, Spain. So I was actually oh, wow. going to school on a Navy base in Spain. And that was like in the height and prime of like, don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. Like if you're gay, bye, whatever, like you don't talk about it. Like mm-hmm. it was a very taboo thing. And um, like for those out there that are military brats and have been overseas, like, you know, like the rules are, is like, even the kids have to be like on their P's and Q's because what we do reflects upon our parents mm-hmm. and, um, and like they don't go and turn around and you know and punish us for what we do or give any reprimands to us as the children. They go to our parents and our parents' commands. Mm. And um, it can be as bad as they will cut their duty and send everyone home, or even worse, which is they'll tell them your kid has to leave. Like they cannot be on this base. You got to figure something out. Mm. Um, which I've seen happen a few times where people like children were a little too unruly, you know, especially the teenagers and they sent them back to the States, like, and like while while the father or mother had to stay there and finish their tour of duty. 
Um, so like when I tell you we were, <laughs> that would have been the most well-behaved high school you have ever right. walked into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's insane. Like the, the whole teen antics thing did not happen in this high school. Wow. If it did, it happened outside of the base. Mm. Um, but at the time, like, that's why I, I say I felt safe, like talking to this individual and everything, because it's like, I knew that if it got out and if word got to the wrong person, it could reflect badly upon my mom and dad. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, I was extremely scared and worried about that. Um, so with that, like, um, she's the one that like really helped me. She protected me in high school and everything. And then from there, it just went to me talking to other friends and having to sit down with them and basically like having just a big old powwow with my group of girlfriends and just saying like, listen, this is who I am. This is what I am. And like, and one thing I have to say is like, I hear a lot of people say like, oh yeah, I, I was told like, uh, duh, I knew. Yeah. And my friends, even though later on, they told me we knew all along, they were very supportive and they're like, we're okay. here, we love you, you know, things like that. Um, so, um, yeah, that was basically it. And I had shortly after I had my first boyfriend, um, and the one I lost my virginity to, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> that was a whole shebang. Um, but shortly after that, like I was able to come back, we were able to come back stateside. We were stationed in California and then Texas afterwards where, um, I got to really experience like being involved with, um, uh, Lambda, the Lambda Society, mm -hmm. and being involved with straight uh, gay straight alliances and everything in high school, um, got to really finish my high school career uh, in Texas, uh, involved in a gay straight alliance in school, oh, awesome. which really helped partially find my um, my identity in myself. Um, from there, um, unfortunately, there was an incident with me and my family where um, I come from a very Bible thumping Christian family, mm -hmm. like. Yeah, um same. for those for those that want to know how christian my family were pentecostals oh um, <laughs> that's rough yeah so, yeah the, you don't cut your hair your yeah. wears, women wear skirts they don't mm -hmm. wear pants you don't dye your hair yeah very that by the book very, yeah very very by the book um so of course after coming out to my mother and everything around the age of 18 um i probably did it the worst way possible um <laughs> It was awful. I will always remember that night. Um, I don't recommend using it as a weapon to shut your parents up because it will haunt you for the rest of your life. Um, but I was in the middle of an argument because my mother found porn. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, and she saw the type of porn and then just accused me of everything in the book when it came to it. And to shut her up, I looked at her and I said, well, your worst fears are true. I'm gay. Oh. And like, oh, no. And it shut her up. It did what I wanted her, what I wanted yeah. to do. But um, I just saw her look and I ran for my life. Um, <laughs> I literally ran out the house. One of my good friends like sat on the stoop with me at their house. And I just bawled into their arms because I, I did not want to come out that way. Um, and then when I finally like got myself together, and decided to go back to my house. Like I lived in a two-story house at the time. And I remember walking through the door and my mother was at the top of the staircase and she looks at me and all of a sudden out of nowhere, this Bible comes into her hand and she just flings it at me. Like, oh my word. Like, boomerang, fling it at me. And she's like, like read this. And then just like 
storms off. Like Carrie's mother. Like, yeah, exactly. I was like, oh God. Um, I still make, I make fun of her for it now. I said, I'm like, the Bible indentation is probably still in that wall to this day. Oh my word. Um, they're probably never going to get the, the words of the Holy Bible out of the side of that wall. Um, but it was just, yeah, it was very awkward between mm. me and my mom afterwards. Um, we really didn't know how to deal with each other. Um, and where some people will sit there and they say they got a lot of support from their family and everything. I really didn't. Mm. um at the time um they you know every phone call was them saying they're praying for me or you know i you know don't i know what the bible says and this and that and it was really bad and actually put me into this really dark place of guilt Mm. um with that guilt i got involved with you know the you can become straight again christian groups Mm. and and all that. And I really lost myself because I didn't know what to do. Cause I was like, I'm, I'm very close with my family, my family, especially when you're in the military and your parents are military, like, you know, when you stay in one school for your, you know, for your high school career and everything, you have your close knit group of friends and everything. And that stays that way. But when you're military and you're moving from base to base every so many years and everything, you, you realize that it's like, you don't allow yourself to root and allow yourself to create that friendship um, and that, you know, that basis. So my support group was my mom and my stepdad and my, you know, and the family that we kept in contact with. And, um, and from there, it's like, I felt like my support just fell apart underneath my feet. Mm. Um, So with that, like, you know, I I don't want to say anything bad about the program that I was involved with, with the church and everything. Um, I met some very amazing people Mm -hmm. through that. Um, I learned a lot through it as well. Um, Also, like, and it was mainly learning a lot in what the difference between a friend, Mm -hmm. an acquaintance, and a true relationship is. Um, And it helped me be able to differentiate that with people um, which set me on a more clear path of like who I am and what I want to surround myself with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, through the dark, there was light. There was, there was that oh, light you know, peeking through. Um, I still actually do keep in contact with people from that group, you know, unfortunately, uh, I'm not going to say unfortunately, but that group did separate. Um, everybody went their separate ways. Um, but there were some people that really did stick with me and, um, and even to this day, like they, they love me, support me. It's like, oh, good. they may not agree with some, some choices and I may not agree with their choices, but they give me what I call unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And um, that is something that I'm extremely grateful for. So uh, one of them became almost like a big brother to me. Um, so from there, I went on into college um, where I was on an ROTC scholarship. Again, don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, where... In that college, I somehow got involved with Alpha Lambda Tau. Um, for those that don't know what Alpha Lambda Tau it is, it is the one of the, I think, two gay fraternities in the United States. I don't know wow. if it's still together to this day, but it was the only gay fraternity in the whole state of Texas um, to the oh, point wow. that we are actually made fun of on SNL mm. <laughs> for us being the first and only gay fraternity in the state of Texas. Um and it was, that was an extremely eye-opening experience. It, um, it introduced me to people 
and other, you know, people in the LGBT community that have the same focus as me that are, you know, going through the same things that I am. And Mm -hmm. like it, like we don't even call each other brothers. We're sisters. We call each other the sisters. Um, and of course all the sororities wanted to be with us. So yeah, of course, naturally. (laughs) Um, but it was great. Like we had a, I had a great time. I grew a lot with them. Um, I realized then the university life was not for me. So I did, um, step out on my sophomore year, um, shortly after a nice (laughs) interview that I did not realizing how public the interview was going to be made about my coming out story. Um, and it was put in the, like in the newspaper and it was pretty big and it got to the command of the ROTC. Um, they didn't, they looked at me and they said, if this goes further, don't ask, don't tell will be put into play because I, I broke the don't ask, don't tell rule. Um, so I did agree to bow out quietly and Mm. like, and unfortunately due to that, I lost my scholarship with the college. Um, so I came back here to Florida and, um, basically just started from the ground up again. Um, that was when I ended up getting closer with my aunt, um, who was the worst of the Pentecostals in the family. Mm. But through that, like our relationship grew, like our bond really grew because then she started seeing who I am past the sin that she's, you know, that she, that she could not keep her eyes off of for the longest. And, um, and like, I will always remember it just came down to an argument one night that I just looked at her and I, I pulled the, put a rock on the table. And I said, let he who has not sinned throw the first stone. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me. And when I said that, she just grabbed me, pulled me into her arms and just started crying and said, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm tearing up now because of it. Oh no. Um, <laughs> but from there, that is where we grew. Um, I was then introduced to the Metro, working here in Jacksonville at the Metro. Um, I went as a per I went as just a patron at first. Um and I met who I know now. I met my family, you know, my yeah, my my gay family. Um I was about 21 at the time. <laughs> Um, we, by doing shows and doing the talent show and things like that, I started talking to the other trans women that are in the shows and just started really relating to their story. Mm -hmm. Um, realizing that I see a lot of me, Mm -hmm. you know, and what they're saying. And I, I related to a lot of what they were saying. And so, of course, I went to a doctor and I spoke to a psychologist about it. And that's when they advised me. They're like, um, you are trans, you're transgender. Um, and around 22, 23, um, around that time, I started my transition. I started doing hormones and everything. Um, some black market, don't do that, oh, people. No. <laughs> some of it was black market, but um, the rest was pretty much to a doctor and all that. Um, through that, I have grown into the, the goddess I am today, as I like to say, (laughs) um, I have had the major opportunity of being able to work with UNF and working with their, um, LGBT program and, uh, UNF, um, the Osprey Productions. I, that's how I met you, was working through, uh, 
through the dolphins at yeah. ju um doing the show with that talking with them and everything that was um that was life-changing for me it was you know seeing that the world that I thought was so closed-minded is actually a lot more open-minded, especially Definitely. the generations that are coming up, mm-hmm. you know, like the, a lot of the hate and bigotry that I thought was out there is slowly fading away in our communities and in our, you know, in our country. And that is making me so happy. I'm not saying that it's all faded away, but it's slowly right. fading away. Um, and it's because of programs like of what you did, what UNF did bringing LGBT you know, lifestyles, bringing drag, all that to the forefront. Um, I now work for a huge company here in Jacksonville that is based here in Jacksonville. Um, I am actually part of their LGBT uh, board committee. Um, I work specifically with one of the board members in handling the Trans 101 classes for the company. Um, I speak to the Trans 101 class. Uh, We do it about every quarter we have a class um and we actually just this year started doing a trans 101 and trans 102 class because there's so much information Mm -hmm. that we wanted to split it up into two classes um which has been one of the most incredible things that i have ever done just sitting there and talking and like this is a company that you know we're i'm on a phone doing this a zoom meeting doing this and i'm speaking with people from all around the u.s um, and telling them my story and telling them my work environment story and how I came out in the workplace and, you know, and then letting them be able to ask me questions about what can they do to support. One of them actually was beautiful enough to tell us that they had a, you know, a transgender child and how, mm. how could they better support their child? And um, it's amazing. Just like uh, even one of them, I found out a VP was in one of those classes. Um, And that just shocked me. Like, I was just like, wow, like, this is truly progressive. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's, that's like, pretty much where I'm at in a nutshell, um, with my story with my life. Um, Of course, just little details here and there. But that's the nutshell version that I just, this is who I am. And, um, you know, what I hope people get from this is, though times may seem dark, when you're, especially when you're younger and you're, you know, even at at any age, like coming out is one of the hardest things to personally do. And don't let anybody take that away from you. Like Mm -hmm. they, some people think of it, oh, oh, it's so easy now. It's it's not, it's really not. It's still to this day, it's hard. It's, it's not hard because you're who you have to tell. It's hard because of your own emotional boundaries and walls Mm -hmm. and, you know, and defenses that you have to break down because like by doing that you're you're showing your you know in a way I like to say you're opening up your chest and showing your heart yeah. so and and making yourself extremely vulnerable to these people and so you know I I the, the it gets better it's true like as much time as much as some people say it doesn't no it does yeah. it does get better um because it gets better with the more you learn about yourself and yes the more, you know, the more you start finding yourself in the people that are around you. And, um, and one thing I also have learned from this community is the beautiful thing. And, and RuPaul was the one that pointed it out. Um, the most beautiful thing about our community is that we may have been turned away by our family, mm-hmm. but we get to do what's, we get to have a chosen family mm-hmm. with this community. And, um, 
And through that, like, that is where we can learn to really love ourselves and love each other and support each other mm-hmm. and, and find that support for others. And, um, and that's something I, I truly, I aspire to push in my, in my life. Um, and, 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 you know, and, and just, I, I want to emanate that to everybody else, you know, to show that it's just like, you know, you may not know me, but if you need a hug, I'm here for a hug, you know? Yeah. Like, like you, when you see it, the pride parades, free mom hugs. I, I yes. want to be walking around and saying free drag hugs, you know, yeah. <laughs> just, just because I, I know, like, I know I've been there. I know. So, um, but it's, it's something, these times are beautiful. They're hard. They're scary, but they're still beautiful and learn that, appreciate that, see that because, Absolutely. you know, they're out there. Mm-hmm. They are out there. For sure. So. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. You yeah. got me teary-eyed though, because I'm such an emotional person. Me too. I blame the hormones. <laughs> I blame being a Pisces. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it is going back to what you said. Um, we did we met through uh JU did a, a drag race mm-hmm. type thing. Oh gosh, I don't even know what year that was. All I remember was Monica Beverly Hills yes. and Trini oh my God, K. what's her name? Trinity K. Bonet and yes. then me and LaTonga yes. were there. And I think there was one other queen. No, you guys did a Mr. Ugly. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hating those frat boys. Oh my That's, God. Yes, that was the best part. And I actually, I mentioned all of y'all in, because I'm writing my memoir right now and about mm-hmm. that day, that night in particular and everything. And um it was it was such fun and the first time that I because I met drag queens uh before but never like behind the curtain behind the scenes and everything and I was like mm-hmm. all these frat boys getting painted the, they're they're just having a who it, it was such a good time there's a picture of us happy. out there somewhere too uh, somewhere I know I have a couple on my Facebook um from that night um, somewhere in my uploads and in my, um, in my tagged pictures. Um, I think from that whole experience at JU, I think my favorite thing was when we went the day before, or was it, I don't know if it was the day of or the day before, but we went and had lunch with everybody and me and Latanga were walking in, in your campus in high whore drag. Oh, Not yes. just like, my normal fish stuff that you see now that I like to say, you know, I'm, I'm a lady. No, I was like high whore, huge wig, crazy costume, the tallest heels I could find, like just dragging. Yes. <laughs> walking through the campus. And I remember when we found the table of frat boys. And next thing I know, I'm sitting on one of the frat's laps. She's sitting on the other frat's lap. And we're just sitting there just being stupid and having fun. And I remember picking off somebody's plate, eating their French fries and talking to them. Um, That for me was probably one of my favorite memories was doing that. And then, of course, later that night when we found out who the president of the um, of of student council was and like both of us went and sat on his lap and we're like hello mr president yeah and how y'all were raving the red flag going no no yes <laughs> yeah it was it and that's what i try to tell people I'm, 
I was like, it's hard to control a drag queen, first of all. <laughs> like, they don't do what they want to do. And oh my so gosh. we try to prepare people and oh. tell people, bring your dollar bills. That's what this is for. And everything. Mm. And some money can't. aside, though, it was it just, and it's like, I like to tell people, it's like, I love doing things for local universities and local oh, yeah. colleges and everything because money aside i i was a college student i know sometimes it's hard to give up that dollar bill right. that dollar bill can buy your soda the next day mm-hmm. um but money aside the experience for me is like it's so much fun um the and it's like i love it because you walk into that room and they're so excited to see you and meet yes. you and have a good time and they're like enthralled in the show and i'm i'm the first one to admit i i like to break the rules yeah. Um, that night was really hard because at that point I had already done about three or four shows with mm-hmm. UNF and UNF was not as strict even though when I had the meetings with them afterwards they're like did you really have to go that far yeah. and I'm like yes um, but I, I'm, I'm definitely a boundary pusher I, and I remember walking onto that stage and me and Matanga looking at each other and we're like okay PG okay PG okay PG and then we looked at it and she literally whispered she's like okay we're going PG-13 I said done and then like, yeah. we walked out. <laughs> yes it was um, it, it was such a good time I'm, I'm glad mm-hmm. I had a little part I got the pork chop <laughs> I was the first one eliminated because somebody didn't show up to the show and at first Kelsey Martin was the one that was doing the production she she was like do you want to actually enter the competition I said no it's not fair because people are getting painted up and everything I literally slapped a wig and lipstick on and was like just eliminate me first and I I was glad I got to watch it unfold and Mm -hmm. live for it because it was just such a good 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 time they were a hoot those those kids they were a hoot I had so much fun yeah and then I was like now however many years later um half Mm -hmm. those frat boys (laughs) Uh, came out yeah actually one of them and it's really funny i'm not gonna say names or yes of course same but one of them actually came to me after he came out and he said it was because of that ju show oh and and like and now he's off that well not not right now with covid but He's off traveling the world, yeah. but <laughs> um, I like, I was so happy that I could be a part of it. And it's so funny. Cause like anytime he sees me out or he's at the, you know, he's at the bar and he sees me whenever he's in town, like I, you know, we always give each other a really big hug and he just looks at me and everybody around him is like, how do you know her? And he's all like, she sat on my lap at yeah. JU <laughs> yeah. and totally like embarrassed the hell out of me. And I, and I was like, I looked at him and I said, and you enjoyed every second of it and walked exactly. right away. <laughs> exactly. Um, so. It was, yeah, like, like, yeah, even for me, cause I, I was freshly out of the, the baby gayness and was mm-hmm. still not super comfortable. And I was like, oh my God, people can live like this. And like, this is great. I want to do mm-hmm. this. So, um, yeah. I appreciate that as well too. Um, mm-hmm. I do have a few questions ask away i'm an open book okay so the first one you kind of you already gave advice for people and everything but Mm -hmm. i do want to know are there any specific queer icons that you look up to and why oh my god queer icons jesus um i know there's a plethora so so i know (laughs) i know there is a plethora um 
Laverne Cox is probably oh. one of the top ones I look up to just because as a transgender woman mm-hmm. and her talking about her transition and I can really relate her and um, Carmen Carrera is another yes. one. Um, them being so open about them transitioning and, and their lifestyle and like they're such activists for the tra- specifically the trans community. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they are huge icons for me um, in, in what and what they stand for, what they do. Um, another one, um, like, uh, I have to give credit where credit is due. RuPaul really mm-hmm. brought the LGBT community into the spotlight. Oh, um, yeah. She did it many, many, many years ago when she had the RuPaul show and being, you know, had, had her yep. music and everything. And she still has her music to this day. But like, especially now with you know drag race and now drag race is no longer a competition in the u.s like yes. i am seeing all these things about all these drag races UK, that are opening up in other canada, countries. yeah yeah uk canada um i just heard that they're doing ireland is mm-hmm. the next one um and like they have one in um not japan um oh my god taiwan is it taiwan Ty- or is it is it i think so I can't remember. Um, it's, yeah. it's they're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> they're everywhere, and then they're doing Australia too. They just announced that they're doing Australia oh, wow. too. They're doing Drag Race Australia, um, and I believe Courtney Act is involved with that one, um, or as she likes to say, Courtney Act. Yeah. Um, and because of that, it has really brought forth the LGBT community, in, and in a way, it has given so much strength to oh, the. Yeah. You got Sorry. super excited there. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I have to give like major props or props is due is in the last election season, like RuPaul especially was mm. like push, 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 vote, 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 vote. Yes, and like especially bringing in these iconic like you know politicians and everything um, into the into the forefront and bringing yeah. them out. That for me was just eye-opening and beautiful because it's like a lot of the times the you know the queer community is a community that is overlooked mm-hmm. when it comes to elections. And sometimes people don't realize that we have a voice and we have a very large voice. Yes. Um, and and especially now, like we're gonna be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like and I even I tell people it's like get out, be heard, be an activist. You see something that you don't like, get involved. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, and, and sometimes being involved doesn't mean that you have to go out and be on the streets with signs. Sometimes being involved is being in the office, licking the envelopes, you know, mm-hmm. you know, doing doing the doing the grunt work sometimes is yeah. some of the best things to do and, and the best experiences. Um another activist that I have another, another queer icon that I have to say now is um Pete Buttigieg mm. is another one. I, and I probably murdered his last name. <laughs> it's okay. We all know who. <laughs> yeah, we all know who he is. Um, right. I am so impressed with, one, how well he ran his campaign. Two, mm. how even after his campaign, and he didn't make it to the run for presidency, which broke my heart. Mm. Um, he is still involved like yeah. and now he's what is the secretary of what um is, transport is it transportation transportation i think it is 
He's, he's, he's doing the damn thing. He is doing the damn thing. He is our LGBT representation on the cabinet. And yes. that is, and now like all these, like so many senators that are trans, so many senators mm-hmm. that are gay. I know um, in New York, because I have family in New York, um, one of the um, representatives in New York is not only gay, but an Afro-Latino gay, mm. which for me is even bigger because that's another part of the community being represented. Yes. Um, the transgender one from uh, the Carolinas, I think there was a Carolina that mm. got a transgender representative or or no, somewhere in New England. Um, but just seeing that and seeing that come up more and more and more, it's just, that's so amazing. And it's like, even though I may not know their names, it's like, I want it to be known. They're icons, yeah. and they're they're paving the way for the rest of us. Um, and and you know, making sure that now of all times, our voices are truly going to be heard, and we're represented appropriately. No, one hundred percent agree. Our gay icons, everything from Cher, Dolly Parton, Cindy yeah. Lauper, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, yes. Reba McIntyre, um, <laughs> like all kinds um just you know george michael was another one that i like i truly looked up to ricky martin is another one Ugh. um yeah ricky martin can also steal my heart <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, martin, I, yeah they i feel like they mm-hmm. all played a big part in a lot of gay mm-hmm. culture yeah exactly it's <laughs> like all, all these all these actors sports stars um singers rappers little and oh, oh my god his oh my gosh so much to me. I'm not a fan of the music. I'm not. I'm not into that genre as much. But mm-hmm. that music video spoke. I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> say so that, pray <laughs> chat. Um, but just all of them that are opening up. Yeah. That that way for people to truly be able to talk and and like and put out that representation in all those communities and and that is amazing seeing that because. You know, just, I remember so many years ago, it was, I was at Gay Days and to be able to walk into the Mall of Millennia, look at a store like as huge as, um, oh my God, what was the store? I think it was Bergdorf's. Um, And they had rainbow flags hanging in their store. And I was just like, okay. I was like, oh my God, that is amazing. And seeing that representation truly be seen all over and it's some people are saying that they're doing it because they're trying to make money and profit off of us but it's not just profiting off of us it's showing that they stand with us yeah you know and, and that is so amazing to see like seeing that out there Definitely. is just crazy no 100 so. yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome well the next part though this is always my favorite part of the interviews mm-hmm. that i do i have 76 but i'm not gonna read all of them random questions i call oh. this rapid fire and i'm gonna Do ask it. them and get your opinion are you ready yeah. let me let's take a go. sip of water before <laughs> okay if you could visit any place in the world where would it be and why i would love to go back to london um, i went there as uh, a, a young teenager i would love to go back as an adult um also because london has a huge queer scene mm-hmm. um and like i just would love to see but 
what their queer scene in in Europe is like because they're one of like the leading queer scenes in Europe yeah. by what I understand um so like I just I would love to go there and experience that yeah and I, just, and see what that's all about there um and you know because I, I work so closely with bars here in Jacksonville like bring back what I see and be able to you know share. bring that to you yeah. back here and, and be able to make you know make our scene even better no definitely yeah I'm here for it. Uh, what is the highlight of this year so far? If you have one, because I feel like this past um, year. So, <laughs> besides COVID and working from home, I love working from home now. Yeah. Um, the highlight of my year has really been, um, I like. I actually said this to a friend of mine and I posted about it. Um, 2020 and COVID and now into 2021, I had so many plans and like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very much the type of person that I plan my life out. Um, I plan my vacations, everything, like everything is on a book planned out. I know what I'm doing. I even know down to the point of what I'm doing each day. Yeah. Um, and COVID completely just took that table and flipped it. She said, no just ma'am. did like a mean girl. <laughs> yep. Um, what, uh, what's her name from new, uh, housewives of New Jersey, just flip the table. <laughs> she said, no, nope. just said, you know, no, not happening. And so with that, like one of my biggest highlights is through 2020 and now 2021 is I have been able to really truly focus on me and oh, help God. myself grow. Um, because I'm one that it's like, I hide myself in work. I hide myself in my activities and everything. Mm-hmm. And like when all that was taken away from me and stripped from me, except for my work, um, like my daily work, but when everything else was stripped away from me, drag, mm-hmm. bartending, going out into the community and doing all these, you know, doing all these events and, you know, being involved with benefits, going on my vacations, going to Disney. I'm a huge Disney nerd, mm-hmm. going to Universal, all that, all that was taken from me. And it made me sit down and realize what was all distraction mm-hmm. from letting me see me. And through that, I have found myself. I have been able to focus on my health. I've been able to focus on my, like, not only my physical health, but my emotional and, um, and mental health and and sometimes like i i recommend that to everybody like oh yeah take that moment like especially for mental and emotional health take that moment and have just a blank i like i like to call them my blank days that Mm -hmm. i have nothing planned it's me at home doing something for me not doing something for somebody else yeah super important especially yeah in the times that we live in i feel like exactly should have exactly a blank moment for sure mm-hmm. blank day. uh do you do you collect anything and if so what do you collect oh okay if That's you have multiple things have I have- <laughs> go ahead and still it. <laughs> ah, okay um first off i have a small collection and it's actually right behind me it's on that shelf <laughs> yet. um i have disney plushies i love my disney plushies <laughs> Um, I also, when I was going to the Disney parks and I was a pass holder for Disney, I had a collection of their pins. That was kind of an obsession of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, that obsession has now turned to, uh, eyeshadow palettes. <laughs> I think I have enough eyeshadow palettes to last me like for 10 years now. Um, and I still want more cause yeah. no matter what, I'm like, if this one does something different, I gotta yeah, have it. Exactly. Um, and then I'm, I'm going to call her out. Sunny freaking delight has started making wigs and I have a whole wall of her wigs and I still need more. I actually just ordered one today. 
I'm like, it's a new style. I need it. So, exactly. Um, yeah, that, those have been my 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 two things this year. It's been eyeshadow, eyeshadow palette and wigs. wigs. <laughs> it's hey, bad. It yeah, it could be worse. They could be like, I'm buying children off of the black market or something crazy. That like, part. Yeah. Just their, just their embryos. I got to make my skin look young. Oh, Don't do that. I'm not really doing that. That's a joke, people. Everybody, we do not condone. <laughs> we do not condone that. Uh, what is your spirit animal and why? Oh, my God. Um, I like to say I have two spirit animals. My first one is the tiger. Um, mm. Because Joe the tiger. Huh? <laughs> Joe Exotic. No. Actually, I refuse to watch that show. I tried to watch like. I think I got maybe 10 minutes in and I said, okay, my IQ has dropped about a hundred points. So <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. So yeah. I, I literally, I turned it off. The only thing I have gathered from it is blame Florida. So yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I gathered from the 10 minutes that I watched. And I said, after that, I can't, I can't, I, can't, I yeah. literally, I walk anytime my roommates were watching it. I walked out of the room. I said, I gotta go. Like yeah. I'll just walk, I'll walk myself in my room. Um, but no, um, the tiger and the otter are my spirit animals. The tiger, because um, actually in, in the wild, the tiger's alone a lot um, mm-hmm. and it has to rely on itself. And this past year, I have learned to become that tiger, let, let that inner tigers come out of me, of being alone and learning how to de- you know depend on myself. Right. Um, and then the otter, because like, I'm still playful, I'm still fine. And I, yeah. I, I, like, I like to think I'm cute and fluffy, yeah. but... <laughs> Um, but no, like I love the playful nature of the otter and, and how like and how curious they are and, and and all that. And I like for me, like I relate a lot to that as well. I relate to that playful nature and relate to that curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm I'm always curious to see, try something new and do something new. Um, my new thing now is I love going to cons, like mm-hmm. like Dragon Con, Mega yeah. Con, Comic Con, all that. Um, unfortunately, Dragon Con has been Dragon Con has been my main one that I like going to, but and that's been canceled. <laughs> Not this year, 2021. Fingers crossed, I'm going. Yes. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's like I, I like. I have that, I, and I think that has a lot to do with me doing drag and being, mm-hmm. you know, being involved with the trans community and the LGBT community and everything is that curiosity of learning new things, seeing new things, experiencing new things, and different aspects of the community because it's not we're not just one shade. Like we're not just one thing. We're not just bars right. and clubs. Like there's more to our community than just that. No so. Yeah. That's a, two solid, lovely animals. Uh, favorite mm-hmm. local place to eat. Oh, <sighs> I'm a sushi girl. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, there is a place around the corner from where I live. It is called Sushi X. It is for a certain amount of money. It is all so you good. can eat handmade sushi. Um, and it's cheap and it's delicious and it's won awards for their sushi. Yes. And um, <laughs> that is my guilty pleasure. That and the Korean hot pot is my other guilty pleasure i've not heard of that but i've been to sushi eggs and it's so good and okay uh, um here korean hot pot for 26.99 you can get the soup (laughs) where you boil your food and then you get a grill too and you can cook your food there and it's all you can eat oh that actually sounds pretty good um what i tell people is if you go make sure you don't eat all day yeah exactly (laughs) walk in there hungry (laughs) uh last question what does your dream house look like Oh, um, I have a couple. Um, I've always wanted a waterfront home. Mm. Um, I love 
big windows and, and all that. Um, probably two story, knowing me. Yeah. Um, even though I hate the stairs, but <laughs> I'll, I'll deal with it. Um, close enough to the city, but far enough away that I can still enjoy nature, is what I like to say. Um, so, like, I like. Like when I lived in San Antonio, there was this beautiful little town called Bernie, which is like right on the outskirts of San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And it's just like gorgeous homes on the hills. And it's just like it had splendid views from the homes and everything. And I always remember that. Like, it's like, I'm like, this is what I want to do. I want to be close enough, but far enough away that I can still have my separate life away from the city. Um, And if I don't get that, then I want the high rise condo. Yeah. that has the, like, the just gorgeous view of the city. Um, yeah. uh, again, preferably with a water view. I like, like I like seeing water. I like having like some kind of water, like fixture near me. Because yeah. for me, like seeing like a lake or river or ocean or something, it's just um, it's relaxing for me Definitely. to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I love just looking at water. <laughs> it's like... yeah. I have a lake in my like behind my apartment right now and. Like we have a nice big patio, so like I love to go sit out there and just oh, sit at the lake and look at the little animals that because it's like it's not another building behind it; it's just forest. Oh, that's behind beautiful. that. Yeah, it's, that's awesome. So it's like I just love watching like the birds and the you know see the turtles come out and all that stuff, and I'll just sit yeah. out there. And sometimes I'll sit out there with my hookah, but don't smoke hookah, bad people, bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I, I like to sit out there and just like, like have a drink or something like that and just like, yeah. relax and enjoy, like. And just watch or like i'll just have like the windows open or my uh or my blinds to my sliding glass door so i can just see out into it because my desk is in the living room so i can see mm-hmm. out when i like when i space out yeah exactly mm-hmm. it's a good thing to space out too for sure oh yes definitely yes so before we go i would like to give you an opportunity to plug um where people can find you any social medias your oh. address if you want to throw that out you know <laughs> No. <laughs> my uh, home is my sanctuary. I yeah, only invite do not. <laughs> I'm yeah. very I'm very particular about who invited my home. One because it's a mess, two because it's my home. Yeah. Um but you can find me at the Metro Nightclub every Friday and Saturday. I'll either be bartending or in the show. Um it's a surprise which one I'm going to be in cuz sometimes it's a surprise for me too. Sometimes yeah. I walk in <laughs> like what you're doing the show or sometimes they're like, "Hey, go behind the bar." Um, but you can definitely catch me there every Friday and Saturday at the Metro nightclub. Um, I'm, I'm there in some sort of capacity. Um, also you can catch me on Instagram. My Instagram is, uh, Audrey Jacks 86. That is a D R I J A X eight, six, or you can catch me on Facebook, which is Audrey dot J dot Butler, a D R I dot J dot Butler, B is Yellier. Um, Probably Instagram is the better way for me because I post a lot more on Instagram than I do on yep. Facebook, but it is what it is. Um, but definitely yeah, catch me on either one of those. And from there, I always post where I'm at, what I'm doing, what I'm up to. If I see something I like, jokes that I find funny, um, things like that. It's, it's, it's a good way and insight into just who I am and my personality. So um, definitely you can find me on there. Awesome. Well, thank you yeah. so much. I encourage everybody to go um, see you at Metro, like you said, either yeah. in the show or behind the bar. Regardless, mm-hmm. you'll be there and then yeah. um, follow you on the Gram or Facebook. I use Instagram. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people use Instagram more than Facebook these days. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
uh, for sure to do that. And Facebook again, is my story place. Facebook is yeah. where I post my books, and then Instagram is where I post all my pictures. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It totally. It's it's such an easier platform to to just that part. Go. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again so so much. I appreciate you sharing and opening up um, and everything. Um, so again, thank you. Stay safe and have yeah. a fantastic day. Thank you. You too. Alrighty, thanks. Bye, everyone. Oh, oh, how I adore her so much. Uh, thanks for opening up. Let me see. Mm-mm-mm. Let me see. Um, wash your brain. That's a good one, too. Just like your hands, which we all should be doing because we're still, you know, in a pandemic. <laughs> but wash your brain. Yeah, sometimes you need to just scrub-a-dub-a-dub that noggin. Ponder that over while you enjoy this week's Meditation Minute. Well, that's all I have for you this episode of Sunshine Steven. I want to thank my guest Adriana for coming on and sharing her story. Beautiful. Love it. Go check her out at local spots in Jacksonville. I'll link down uh, below where you can find her on social media. Also, thank you to Zach, the mannequin lover. <laughs> He's going to hate me. Um, for joining me for this double feature coming out stories. Uh, I hope everybody had a great pride, a safe pride, and liked the episodes that I put together um, with a lot of queer creators. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm just really happy for it. And um, again, go check out all the books and recommendations that were given through all the different guests that I've had this month. It's been a great pride. Uh, I'm super excited. Um, I don't know, just to see what else we can do next year. But again, Pride is 365, so let your flag fly. Um, tongue twister there. So you can follow me at Sir Stephen Rice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Again, at Sir Stephen Rice. Uh, I also have a website where you can go check out my blog posts and cute merchandise. I actually have a Pride um, thing that I designed. What am I trying to do? Water bottle. <laughs> Or you can put, you know, whatever you want. I'm not going to judge you um, in it. But it's a bottle and it's it's cutesy. So go check that out if you want to. Uh, Again, stay safe out there. Wash your hands. And until next time, have a fantastic day.